What up, podcast? Thanks again for tuning in to the 2M Creative Labs podcast. This episode is absolutely crazy for many reasons. One, it's a two-part episode. Two, there's two podcasters. Three, there's more than one place to listen to this episode. Enjoy Rowan from the Sixth Spot as we banter and dig into topics such as my yo-yo obsession, his hatred for ungrateful drivers, and the habit he picked up which drives his success today. Thanks for listening. Today's episode of the Sixth Spot, actually... We're doing the first time merger and uh, I'll get Juan to introduce his podcast because we're going to try a collaboration episode today. So take it away. Hey everybody. Um, welcome to the podcast yet again. This one is going to be super fascinating. I'm not really sure how it's going to work because we're both podcasters uh-huh, and uh-huh. we're going to be asking each other questions and we'll kind of see how it goes. Everybody again, thanks for listening. Um, Really appreciate the love that you guys have been giving us so far and hope this one is as valuable as every other episode that we've had. What was the name of your podcast? Uh, we just called it 2M Creative Labs because we couldn't come up with a name and I'm still putting a, hopefully, a, a call out there and somebody will be like, hey, I got a name for you. Oh, okay, okay. Fair enough. But we'll Fair see. Enough. Yeah, yeah. I looked at your um, your Instagram. It's I I like it because there's a, and this is the some of the things I have to like take notes on because mine's my Instagram's like all over the place. There's a there's a uh, color scheme. There's a theme to it. There's more than just what you were saying uh, before we started recording. Uh, more than just uh, podcasts. You got vlogs. You got pictures, photography, and all that stuff. And um, I, I just want to ask, like straight up, like was were you always into that kind of like art- artistic aesthetics, like just visuals and all that stuff? So I've always appreciated the aesthetic, but definitely I have to give a lot of credit to Serena, who is the one that's doing a lot of the branding, the styling, and the curating of how the grid, the color scheme looks. And she's the one that designed the logo, picked up the colors, and helped pick out kind of the style and the voice of the whole brand itself. And yeah. that's not something that I'm super like good at, but it's something that she's kind of taken charge of and that's like it's nice to hear that you know that somebody out there that's like it's really uh it's really well cured like you know well done for so, sure yeah. As, is it uh you and serena for yeah. for this for both uh i guess two it's a it's a team it's a team yeah it's a team it's okay. a tag team thing so yeah cool. and she's definitely doing a lot of the design kind of the branding sort of side of things it's mm-hmm. not something that's my expertise like i do a lot more of the talking and just the random stuff and she kind of keeps it a bit more controlled and okay more curated so it's not all over the place but also a little bit more free that way yeah with uh, so basically there is some structure with a, a hint of you know sprinkles here and there and all that stuff. oh absolutely no, yeah that's yeah. awesome sometimes i'll run myself like wild and yeah. just like, do something completely off uh, off cuff and uh-huh. that you get like the slap in the wrist <laughs> like you can't just like do shit like that yeah. which i really appreciate but yeah you know no that's good because uh like uh, the, when you do something like this um i guess with anything uh, uh, especially with the team, friends, family, communication is key. That's Absolutely. one thing that uh, that's what I had to learn over the years because you know you keep things bottled up. It's like you let one thing go. It, maybe it's not a big deal at that point, but it just starts adding up. And uh, it's good that you guys have an open communication with with what you guys want to do. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, best of luck to you guys. It's looking great so far. Thanks. Uh, yeah. No, it really means a lot. And it's coming from you too. You've run, been running this for quite quite some time, and you know it's a it's a huge inspiration for me to watch somebody just kind of what well, you were telling me off off camera earlier mm-hmm. just kind of how this sort of came to be and i'm like i like that and the fact that you said this doesn't feel like work like that's kind of the direction i want to take this uh, podcast to mm-hmm. for sure and uh, again thank you so much for for taking the time for this uh what we what we want to try guys to the um 
for the for the dual podcast for the merger. Uh, we're going to ask. Uh, we have our set of questions that uh, we ask our guests, and then what we're going to try to do is just uh, bounce off each other's uh, topics and discussions. Uh, and yeah, kind of go for that. I just, I, I'm sure it'll be, uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. It's, it'll be fun. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll make it work. And if not, we can always just uh, cut everything and make it look perfect, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, okay, yeah, I'll ask you for. Let's uh, here. So why? What? Uh, I guess what sparked the inspiration or the idea, thought process to to do all of this? Because not just podcasts, like you were saying, but other things. So as a big proprietor of, I guess, I just followed a ton of Gary Vaynerchuk's content. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but he's yeah. a big into just kind of telling you to like, go do work mm-hmm. and pursue something that you actually enjoy. And if you like it, keep going at it. It'll take maybe five, 10 years. But if you like it, it doesn't really matter at that point. Um, just kind of doing what you love and pursuing that and also diversifying yourself. So I mostly have just been on Instagram and I just take photos and that's where I get a lot of people asking me like, Hey, and not a lot, like, not like a ton of people, but that's kind of how I started as a photographer. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden I started thinking like, why not do other things? Like I could be making videos. I like making videos. What, what about a podcast? Um, that's always something that <clears throat> I listen to and it would be interesting to kind of hear other people talk and bring them on. And maybe I get like, now that you're asking me questions, like, now I'm talking and it's it's interesting, but also like this is a different dynamic. And yeah. Just sort of um, doing things that, that I find interesting and seeing kind of where that takes me. And I want to see if I could do more than just taking a photo, posting it on Instagram and that's it. And now it's diversifying. We have a vlog and seeing if we can bring all of that together. And the end goal of 2M really is to create that community where, you know, as, as you said, you support locally, right? And we're here in Winnipeg now and we're trying to see and bring other creatives that have inspired me, have inspired others, or are looking to kind of get started in that way and, you know, put them on the spotlight and say like, Hey, what's, what's your story? What's your process? Because I find that that's the inspiring part, Mm -hmm. not the photos that I take, but how I got to that kind of thing. And so the same thing here is how I got to this podcast. And Mm -hmm. I just figured, well, maybe some people like listening to the podcast, but not as much, uh, photos on Instagram and if there's any way I can bring that inspiration in as many like ways as possible then I'll go with that way nice oh no that's, that's a good point just because uh, it you know a, a cup of tea basically like oh, we don't you know uh, for me uh, I appreciate and respect that you're doing the, the video and stuff like that and uh, you know I've been uh, suggested to um, that I'm actually behind with the podcast because mm-hmm. so many people are doing it with the video uh, so with uh, what I commend you for is like you were saying uh, okay, well, we have a podcast. Not your cup of tea. We have photography. Not your cup of tea. X, Y, and Z, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's good that you have a, a, a category of things to showcase your work. And you know, maybe we have an idea that sparks, but it doesn't translate to voice. Yeah. But through picture, and mm-hmm. then vice versa. So that's cool that you do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's definitely something that, well, personally for me, I just kind of like doing all of them mm-hmm. and. Again, it's nice that we have, I have somebody that can keep things like within brand mm-hmm. and within the structure because there's a lot of stuff going on and I want to be able to try and bring as many teas as possible to For people, sure. right? Yeah. And yeah, like it's definitely been a very, it's, it's hard, like again, like, and I understand, like it's hard to go do video mm-hmm. alongside the podcast, like audio on top of all the other stuff that you might possibly want to do as well. And 
it's a nice learning process even for me to realize like there's only so much I can do. Mm-hmm. And but if I keep going at it, like it starts becoming easier. The podcast episodes, like recording them and editing them and all that, the process of that becomes easier. So then I can start bringing in new stuff, like doing a video. Yeah. Right. And it's just a progression. And it's also, it's kind of meta in a way, because if we're showing process and sharing process from you, from other people, other creatives out there, you also see the evolution of my own podcast and my own content and see that, Oh, it's now getting better. And yeah, yeah. if they're doing it and they're showing it from like the ground up all the way to where we are now, mm-hmm. if he's doing it, what do I need to do to kind of grow as well Absolutely. in my own craft? And that's kind of how, that's how I'm showing my process in a way. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Nice. Nice. That's nice. good stuff. All right. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll try yeah, we'll try and back question, and forth. Yeah, question, question. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, for sure. So I know like, we kind of just went off um, and you introduced yourself in your cast, but now you have to tell me what's the origin story? Like, who are you? What, have you, what do you do um, before even this podcast and how this kind of came to be? This, this whole podcast thing, I was actually, I actually wanted to just do like battle rap, basketball, and motivational stuff. Um, I, I credit anybody that is, you know, specializes in that talking and, um, you know, really hearing every lyric, every rhyme that the battle rap does and, you know, analyzing basketball, just, you know, even just down to like, what are they doing on the bench now? It, it's, it's, it's so crazy how it's evolved. And then also with uh, motivational things. And then with when, what I found that with the battle rap thing is, you know, as entertaining is, it's super time consuming because each battle is like an hour and a half and each round from each person is like five minutes but then the crowd interrupts after they hear like a crazy line. So you gotta like either try to risk fast forwarding and missing a line and then going back. It's like, oh, what did they say? It's, it was crazy. Basketball, I just feel like, I don't, I wouldn't even want to listen to myself, like talk basketball. I'd yeah. rather listen to like the experts and stuff. So that, <laughs> that, that, was a, that was an easy choice. And then motivational stuff, like I, I do get motivated from hearing, you know, clips on Instagram, listening to something on YouTube, but, I, I realize in myself, I'm not that type of person. Um, there's this one where it's like, long story short, the guy had a sensei or a mentor, put him underwater for as long as he could. And then he's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm just gasping for her. Sorry about this. No, I'm trying to remember the, the line. If you want to succeed as much as you want to breathe, that's what will lead you to success, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that, that kind of stuff, like I, I feel internally. Mm-hmm. I feel internally. And, but I'm not one to like, you know, Hey, let's, you know, 4am, you know, what are your goals? Have you reevaluated everything? You know? So then what I, what I got inspired by was Jeannie Baffle. He did RC in the movie for our dance community here in Winnipeg. And, uh, you know, he opened up the floodgates to show that, Hey, people want to be heard. People want to tell their stories and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, well, I'm stealing your idea. And then I just, you know, when I reached out to everybody that like, um, just to start out like friends, family. So, like, hey, I have an idea that I stole from Jeannie. You want it? And yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a blessing ever since. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really good story. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So, uh, you know, it, it took a while to get there, but yeah, it was, uh, my original podcast was called the Rowan Rose podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what it consisted of. And I was just like, I just didn't feel it while I was doing production. Yeah. Um, then once I started doing these things, uh, you, you start to pick up 
you know, a routine, like you were saying, like, and then, okay, I like this. I didn't like how I did that. Just, and then eventually better than how it was. No kidding. Like you've been pumping out like tons of episodes. Like I see you always coming up with something new and they're long episodes. They're Mm -hmm. not easy to edit. Like editing these things actually takes a significant amount of time and it's something that you kind of tweak as you go along, right? Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And I'm glad you pointed that out. Like uh, anybody who listens to the the previous episodes, I found myself um, over editing because of Oprah's master's class. I was a big fan of it. I was like, oh man, they're cutting in between of like ums and breasts and all this. I was like, okay, I'll do that for my podcast. The only difference is that's a half an hour episode and then mine are like an hour and a half. So you can imagine if I did that and it was just so tedious. And then by the end of it, it wasn't easy to digest, mm-hmm. to listen to. It wasn't an easy listen. So for sure. uh, it's, it's definitely a team effort. Like I, it would not be possible without the guests. So I always thank them. Good. No, I mean, yeah. gratitude is everything, right? And thank you yeah. for, for taking time for doing this. No, thank you, man. Yeah. Like, this is fun and definitely it's very interesting to have to talk now and like actually be asked questions more mm-hmm. than anything. Speaking of questions, I'm going to segue. Let's, let's uh, fire up one of yours. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, what is outside of the, the, what you're doing here, what is a hobby or a skill that you're low key awesome at that not a lot of people or if anybody knows? Low-key awesome at, that's an interesting one. Um, I, I, when I was in high school, I used to um, own a yo-yo. I okay. think there's one here somewhere in this apartment. But nice. Nice. Um, I've definitely been to- called the yo-yo guy throughout high school when uh-huh. I first like started playing with it. And they even like, you know, like those talent shows that yeah, they bring yeah, you yeah. on. And you're like, hey, that's you got awesome. a special talent. So I performed a little bit and it was kind of weird. But I figured, yeah, well, this is this is something. So whenever they ask for like a weird talent, it's like, hey, I know how to actually use a yo-yo. Mm-hmm. And not like, you know, going up and down, mm-hmm. which is usually what most people think. But then you start pulling out like actual tricks and yeah, yeah. not like world competition crazy like there's world competitions and stuff like that but doing a little bit of that always kind of freaks people out but also it's like you spend a lot of time doing some weird shit <laughs> well which is which is subjective because like yeah. you know, what what you know weird is actually like i encourage weird the word weird because it separates or mm-hmm. showcases your individuality absolutely uh yeah. the one i i used to be new like used to be into yo-yo back nothing crazy but the what's one of the most walk the dog yeah, yeah, yeah you i guess you <clears throat> push it all the way down and then you kind of just drag it on the floor yeah that's the only one that i know like the name yeah yeah, yeah. so what are, what are some of the tricks i like um we i used to do a lot of hops and i would like i've done walk the dog but i've gotten it on my arm and nice. stuff like that nice. or um uh making you know like people would make weird sh- like uh, shapes like that i've done stars like mm-hmm. i've done like the eiffel tower or just like triangles and mm-hmm. Um, I've thrown like the loop around and then caught it nice. while it was still looped and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like that's the stuff that kind of wows people I'm like you weren't kidding like you actually know how to play play with a yo-yo like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know like I've spent like hours on this thing and it doesn't really get anywhere but sometimes it's just something you need to do to take your mind off of things or yeah, oh, yeah, switch sure. gears yeah yeah it's uh my my friend uh Kelvin too he he, he, he when I sat down with him he was saying something that he, it's more important to him to do hobbies and interests as a wind down versus after a hard day's work or a long day, just go to bed. Because mm-hmm. uh, he says that it it keeps his sanity yeah. because like you need something to just release all the stress or anxiety 
um, it's which is which is something I'm practicing now. It's like okay, I could sleep for two or three more extra hours, or I could just you know, you know, play a, a mobile game or something, yeah. watch a video, watch a movie. Um, and it's been working for me so far, so I thank him for that. Yeah, no, like that's awesome. Like you're saying just to get away from, yeah. you know, uh, whether it be work, whether it be something like this. Maybe it was just maybe there's a speed bump uh, more than usual mm-hmm. um, during the process. So, yeah, no, I uh, that's that's definitely cool that you that you shared that. That's interesting to me that it's. I find maybe it's just me, but doing stuff like that, like playing with a yo-yo or playing a mobile game people kind of frown upon because you should be using your time more productively, but it's entirely up to you to do whatever you want with that time. Right. And unwinding, there's nothing wrong with unwinding if, and I find a lot of people get into this mindset where you have two hours. What are you going to do? Shouldn't you be working or Mm -hmm. like doing something productive? Mm -hmm. But if doing productive means burning out, maybe, take a step back and just figure out what else you want to do. Mm. Um, And even, so like the hobby thing, right? I'm a photographer, um, aspiring. Yeah, yeah. And the hobby thing is also becoming work in a way. Mm -hmm. How do you then say, like if we were talking about, like it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So then were you working all the time, but really you're enjoying it and you're not feeling that burnout, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, find, find a job that you love. Therefore, you never have to work a day in your life. Yeah. Like that, that quote. Yeah. yeah. I remember that from high school. And so it's, I mean, I, and again, I don't like, we're, we're not even saying that we frown upon people who just yeah. used to sleep versus doing the hobby. Right? Mm-hmm. You do what works for you. Exactly. All that stuff. So that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, what is something that you've purchased recently that impacted your life massively? I always ask this because it's very quick for then people to say like, I should go buy that. It might mm-hmm. help me. Yeah, but yeah. also just kind of an interesting question to ask and see how something actually made your life different. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, well, to uh, be honest with you, um, I did think of it as more of a materialistic question. Mm-hmm. And it's it's led to such great things. So um, my girlfriend, uh, producer Christine, I call her, uh, she bought me the MacBook uh, because I had the... I had a Dell computer from like when I was working at Costco. It was like uh, the last one in stock, and I got it. I got it marked down and all that stuff. But that's almost ten years ago. Yeah. So it's almost it's it's pretty much on its last leg. It's 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 heaviest shit. Uh, do you guys swear on the podcast? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I could. Uh, no, 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 no. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. I, I already cuss like started out, and I just keep it off the cuff and just do whatever. And okay. Like, Fair. I don't know if kids listen to this, mm-hmm. but. It's just what comes out, right? And yeah. we were saying, like, just just be authentic. And okay, see what happens. Fair enough. I, I like it. It's personality. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. No, the the irony is that like we're still like cognizant of uh, like explicit versions, clean versions of music, and you know, like swearing. Do you see these kids nowadays? Is the <laughs> it's like they're, what they're wearing, what they're posting on Instagram, what they're posting on their story. It's like, I think the, the swears are like the least of parents' problems, so to be honest with you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, why are you complaining about people swearing when your kid has like a personal computer in the palm of their hands and they can be looking up anything in yeah, the world? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I always found that ironic. Um, but yeah, so she got me the MacBook. Thank you again, uh, Producer Christine. 
and then the I would say the the Yeti mic, mm-hmm. just because it's like um, I mean you have one as well, so yeah. it's the you're investing in yourself, right? I could easily just record from my phone, right? Um, there's apps to kind of you know filter out background noise or what whatever, but if you really are serious about what you want to do, um, you'll get a Yeti mic. Um, I, I don't see any, like very rarely do I not see a Yeti mic on people's YouTube videos and stuff like that if they're streaming or um, investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you are serious about this, I mean, everybody, it's it's almost like um, just with, like with basketball, there's some there's some players who don't like the media. They, they can't stand in- interviews or like rumors that they have to answer, but it all comes with it. And everybody else is dealing with it, right? So, Absolutely. oh, you want to start a podcast? Okay, so you have to up your game. You have to get the proper equipment or workable equipment, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just to be in a place where you're you're happy about the final product. You're happy with it, what you're listening, the quality and all that stuff. And that if you want to attract people to listen, they want to listen to quality because everybody else is buying and investing in themselves. So what makes you uh, like like different from everybody, right? Absolutely. So things like that. I, I would have to say the the Yeti mic just because it's yeah it's. I mean I, I mean you have one so uh, you know the, the the sound quality. It's 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 worlds apart. Yeah, it's next level shit. Like I've had a lot of people tell me like before I had the mic mm-hmm. that your content's really good, but I just can't listen to such poor quality. I'm like that's an interesting way to look at it mm-hmm. and. Yeah, the first part when you said that this is a materialistic question, it totally is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you switched it and said invest in yourself. And mm-hmm. that's kind of where it starts to boil down this whole like question series is like that's the principle out of this is you have to invest in yourself. As sometimes it's not the most um, accepted around depending on who you're around. Um, people want you yeah. to be investing in them. Mm-hmm. But you have to invest in yourself if you have ambitions and you have to do something. And doing the podcast means you have to put in a certain amount of time, energy, resources into that if that's what you want to do. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I definitely agree. So, yeah, that's... Um, and then as you go along, you... Okay, well, I got to pick something else up. Maybe a mic stand, maybe a camera, maybe, you know, all that yeah. stuff. And again, with, with what your, your your resources, they you, you got... DSLR, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, because you don't want to record with a web camera, right? You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. You at least your game. Yeah. yeah. At least be with that. Mm-hmm. And then your material or what you want to put out and venture off into, that's what you said. Se- that's what helps you separate from other podcasts as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And just before, um, it's something that as a photographer, I kind of noticed. And that's something that's also stopped me before is... Just because you don't have the gear, and again, like a webcam versus a camera, worlds apart, but doing your best not to let that stop you from actually Mm -hmm. working on the material that would make you unique to yourself. We could be doing this podcast on just a phone recording Mm -hmm. and the content, how we speak, the authentic authentic content that we're putting out there. Just our story is unique to ourselves, the same way that your perspective on photos is unique to you and not everybody else. And it doesn't matter if you take it with a DSLR that's like worth thousands of dollars or your iPhone that you have on your pocket. That's my resource, the iPhone. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you gotta start somewhere and yeah. not let that gear stop you from mm-hmm. kind of creating. And that's also another thing that when I remember the first episode of the podcast is I said, I just have these things and I think I could still pull it off and get yeah. started. Oh yeah, and sure. Getting started is always one of the things that 
I find is very difficult for most people. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what was an obstacle that looking back at it, you were glad you went through? Mm, this one. So I think I would probably say when I was let go from my job, um, I thought this was like a dream job at the time. Um, I got out of university with a computer science degree and figured, you know, it's time to actually get started on life or whatever. I was like 21, 22 at the time. And I figured, well, you know, it's time to work, right? Um, as an adult, you're, you're growing up now. And then I banked on the fact that they would keep me on, but I wasn't able to stay. They couldn't keep me on. I was let go. And it was very weird because I've always held some sort of a job, either through the summer or through school, or I was always working there. And to then just come out of university with a degree and like nothing, you get into this weird thought of, I'm not using my degree for anything. I'm not really doing anything productive, So, but I'm an adult. I should be doing things. I should be doing something that's a good use of like what I've learned. Mm-hmm. And I spent the first half of like the month that I was first laid off. I was thinking like scrambling, like looking for the next job because then what happens if I don't have one? And that was a very strange fear for me at the time. Like at the time I was like, oh no, like I should go get a job. And at some point um, I sort of just gave up on the search. I was like, let me just take it easy for a bit. Um, And that's when I started picking up things like making videos um, I started playing more video games with my friends and just kind of doing things that I, I liked. I picked up the camera around that time too. And a little bit later on, I got an opportunity to go to Switzerland to travel or to work uh, unpaid as an intern at a, an organization. And I figured I've always wanted to travel to Europe and I'm not really doing anything. I might not have a lot of money and it's not really productive in a sense, but I might as well just do this because I like the idea of being able to travel and this is as close as I'm going to get for now and see where that takes me. Brought my camera along and every weekend, every day almost started taking more photos and started working on that and getting better. And because I was laid off, and it's a weird way to get there, but because I I was laid off and I picked up the camera during that time frame, I started to see that there is a possibility of me working as a photographer. And that's sort of how this whole thing led about because then throughout that time frame where I was there and coming back, people were saying, you have an eye for these things. You should be taking more photos. And that kind of started this track of finding a way to get towards that as my career instead of working as a software developer, which is... Mm -hmm. I thought it's a shame that I spent whatever years, but at the same time, if I didn't spend those years, I wouldn't get to where I am today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, uh, thank you so much for sharing that. It's it's always uh, fascinating to hear people's stories because, like, I mean, you have a beautiful place here. Uh, you've been doing really well for for yourself in terms of podcast, your work, and all that. And then you hear th- something like, "Well, it wasn't it took a while to get there, and it was it was a crazy ride." But uh, you know, you're you're happy that uh, you went through it and. Um, Although it sucked at the time, obviously. But, I mean, I, is it fair to say that you wouldn't change anything for the role? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, we always kind of fantasize that, you know, I wish we didn't have to go through these things. But um, one of the previous episodes said that life is a spiral. 
and you either go in or out and you don't really know where that spiral leads into mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. but all those steps towards it may not seem consequential now and it may not even make any sense for the next 10 years but if you're intentional in where you're going so for me now i'm more intentional in going towards like a career path as a photographer filmmaker podcaster just like you know um, whatever the case whatever that turns out to be those experiences you'll find ways to kind of implement and the experiences that you're um, going through you're curating them a bit better to then fit the direction that you want to go mm-hmm. so if my goal is to go and be a photographer then my experiences would start leaning towards going out and talking to photographers if instead of just wandering around and like something that's unrelated to it but even then those unrelated experiences might uh, lead somewhere down the line for sure and you never really know mm-hmm. you just kind of have to keep going along and have that um goal in mind i guess for sure tell me is there a new belief or behavior or habit that improved your success whether it's the podcast or just something in general it may sound cheesy but i I've really worked on being the best version of myself every day. Um, and if I were to compare it how I was before, I would just, I really was going through the motions, whether it be just, okay, get up, go to work, eat while you're working, go to bed, shower, maybe watch something else. It's, um, and then just rinse and repeat. Um, and then what happened was I was just getting so consumed in that cycle where I was like, I was starting to neglect my family, my friends, my girlfriend, I wouldn't talk to anybody. Um, even before my girlfriend and I got back together, I was just so consumed in my own world and my own bubble that I just, it trickled down to how. I was at like my persona, my, my energy, my, my thought process and all that stuff. And I'm not, I can't pinpoint when it, when it started to turn around, but it to, when you, when you are challenging yourself to be the best version of yourself every day, um, it not only benefits the people that you're talking to, whether it be a stranger or it would be someone like, even if they cut you in line at McDonald's or something like that, like, um, it's it it's for you at the end of the day be the best version of yourself for you because you deserve that and then when you do that then it trickles down to your encounters your relationships your friendships and um that's what i found where i get my apologies i can't pinpoint when it happened but it's the it's that i would say just always talking to yourself in a sense, okay, are you doing the best you can today? Whether it be through work or your hobbies, podcast, dance, whatever. And if not, what can you do? What, what can you do to fix that? Yeah. And so um, that would be my answer. That's amazing. And thank you for sharing that because I, it's stuff like that, that it's very counterintuitive. I find is that we just work on making other people, you know, good Mm -hmm. in a good spot Mm -hmm. then it'll all work out 
but really it's starting with within first it's always starting within first mm -hmm. because it does trickle down in a sense i always go to the analogy of happiness is like a bucket and if you're not making yourself happy and you're just making other people happy at some point you will run out and you will start to make people miserable mm -hmm. because then you're starting to give looking for something in return and that isn't doing anybody any favors and it's only going to make your relationships worse right and mm -hmm. if you start working on yourself first whether it's your physique or your mindset or just giving yourself time and energy to rest then your relationships will start growing because you're full and then it'll spill over any extra that you have onto it trickles down mm -hmm. and it's not obvious and it's why it's so hard to pinpoint like when did actually when did it actually start becoming more noticeable right mm -hmm. and for me yeah it's a very much a similar scenario in that i started working on myself and all of a sudden things started looking better around as well mm -hmm. yeah no that's awesome and uh yeah uh feeding from what you were just saying it's the even things as little as i would expect well i guess it's canadian thing but it's little things like i would let somebody overtake me yeah. like if they need to get to a lane no way and i would i would wait for the wave because i just let you go right yeah I would the times that I wouldn't get it, I would be so pissed. Oh, absolutely! Say like, you fucking asshole! I swear to God, I shouldn't have. Been. I would, sometimes I would like even go back and cut them off. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just to be petty about that stuff. And, or it's something like um, opening the door or holding the door for somebody that's coming in. Not everybody says thank you, and I would get so pissed when when they when I wouldn't get it. I realized I'm not doing like I was doing it for the wrong reasons then. Right, I was. It was like just like the self, like okay, I'm a good person because I do those things. Now, and obviously, I realized that was that was the wrong way to think about it. It's still like if I if I catch them, like it's it. This is my. This is kind of what I'm like exercising right now. If I somehow see the wave, or if I don't see like my peripherals, I, I have a chance to get upset. But what I do now is I just let them go and I I don't check. I don't check because I'm not doing it for the wave. I'm doing it because it helps them get from A to B, mm -hmm. right? I'm opening the door because I want to open the door. I and and it's like if they don't say thank you that's I didn't do it for that. It's just a, any way that you can help somebody's day get better. That's that's what I like that's what I'm uh, exercising now. So things like that. Yeah. You do it for yourself. You do it because you want to, not because again of the thank you like you owe me one now. exactly yeah. right yeah, yeah, like yeah. and that's that expectation is yeah, if yeah. you're unhappy you're looking for something in return mm -hmm. whether it's a simple wave or the time back mm -hmm. kind of thing right mm -hmm. but if you're good or if it's something that you want to do you're going to do it for the sake of that that action itself mm -hmm. you're going to let the i'm not going to let anybody pass forget that but, yeah, 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 but that, yeah. that's me that's yeah, my decision right if i let somebody yeah, exactly. pass and it's like well i did that I can't just get mad kind of thing mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. I didn't give me a wave, but yeah, yeah, right. Like you do it for the sake of doing it mm -hmm. or just because it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. And the bonus, if it comes is a nice plus, mm -hmm. right? For sure. Yeah. Um, top six influences and or inspirations. 
Let me go pull up my list here and top six influences or inspiration. So I've mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk is the first one. He's the one that really pushed me to do things outside of my nine to five, which is what this is, which is what photography is and see if I can make that the work, the career, mm -hmm. instead of doing the nine to five that I'm not really passionate about. Yeah. And also a whole lot of the positive mindset of just, you know, it's okay to be selfish, figure out what works for you and do that kind of thing and mm -hmm. it's nice to have inspiration but you don't have to be them be you yeah just take what works from their workflow mm -hmm. their process their story and use it within your own um so he's a big one peter mckinnon is the photographer slash filmmaker that i just spend a lot of time consuming his content because it's very much to my style and there's that energy that i really like Mm -hmm. um, I'll have to give massive props to Serena Chan. She's the part of 2M and she's the one that actually was one of the few people that told me like, you're really good at this like photography thing. Like, I'm not sure why you doubt yourself. And I'll never forget that moment where I, that was what she said. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I should kind of work towards um, something and kind of start fighting that doubt. Um, influenced a lot by Mango Street, the couple of photographers that I first started picking up when I was in Switzerland, just kind of watched their content and started learning from them. And a lot of their aesthetic in my craft kind of is derived from that. Mm -hmm. John Medina, my cousin, he has always been there for me at the start. We, he was the first person that picked up photography between the two of us. And I sort of just scoffed at it at first, but when I started picking up the camera, he was the one that kind of pushed me towards doing the fun little walks that we did or just taught me how to or what he does and got a lot of um, a lot of help from that. Mm -hmm. And the last one I would say is Dale Carnegie. I read How to Win Friends and Influence People. And not only did that kind of help me as a person in terms of communicating with other characters or dealing with the sort of struggles that you'd end up with in conversation with anybody mm -hmm. it just kind of put a lot of mindset of gratitude complimenting someone but not for the wrong reasons obviously and mm -hmm. that kind of started that trend of becoming a more personable character and reading that book definitely helped so mm -hmm. those would be my top six that's awesome man. yeah you said something uh profound it reminded me of uh one of those posts that i saw on instagram we're, we're always so worried about doubting ourselves that we don't realize there are people around us that are actually scared of our potential. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Oh shit. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so crazy yeah. that one thing that um, we, something that we put on the website, we have a website as well. Nice. Um, on two on creative labs and that collaboration over competition. Mm -hmm. There's so much out there. And I know there's, there's like everybody in Winnipeg is a photographer and you're always, you always feel like you're competing, but that's because you're probably, and even for me too, at times coming from a sense of lack that there's only so much mm -hmm. and you have to compete and the, it's good that you're competing to get better. Mm -hmm. But really at the end of the day, it's much better if everybody's pushing each other and building each other up than like keeping you down because of how much growth you should uh, get to and yeah. obviously people 
around us have those insecurities of how far we could go and that's sort of where that behavior leads to you know they are afraid of what you could achieve and so they would put you down so that you don't get there so that they can keep it for themselves kind of thing yeah right? have you have you experienced that with some people um, maybe not directly but like you can kind of i wouldn't say directly well I'm trying to think if... Because you can kind of tell, right? You can kind of tell whether that behavior is from someone is coming from that sense of whether it's they're being realistic that you actually aren't there yet at that level Mm -hmm. and they'll tell you that you need to still keep working on it versus they'll just straight up put you down and because of that fear and you can kind of tell in a way. Okay. I think people are very intuitive creatures in that they, they can have that gut feeling and the gut feeling tends to be right fairly often yeah and you can tell like oh that's coming from some sort of insecurity and you're keeping me down because of what you can actually achieve and i've seen a lot of people um talented people start off doubting themselves Mm -hmm. probably because of that environment and that's sort of what they've been exposed to and you look at them like you're really good yeah like you can do this but i don't know what's happened throughout and that's something that they'll have to like figure out and mm-hmm. reverse, right? But it's it's a shame that that's kind of where they come from, like talented people. But you've seen a lot of talent kind of come from that starting point and get to where they are now. And they'll have that story. They'll have that story and say, I used to doubt myself a lot. And sometimes I still do. For sure. But working past those doubts and realizing you're further along than you think. Mm-hmm. And we even had, well, we had a podcast episode that I asked my, I asked them, like, do you ever get those feelings of doubt? Like, what, what is it, what does it take to kind of start getting rid of that? And he even mentioned that if you're the kind of person that doubts yourself and not like fully straight up, just don't think you can do it. It's just, you always have those second guesses. Mm-hmm. You're probably much further along than you think. Okay. Right, and that was an interesting point that he brought up. But yeah, definitely you see it a lot. Um, for me, I used to play competitive uh, video games a lot, like actually compete. And yeah, I was just gonna ask, do you have a competitive side? Uh, very competitive side. Okay, I would say. Okay. Um, I used to have. Ton- I've said, I mean, I spent a lot of time playing video games throughout high school and like mm-hmm. competing in actual like um, tournaments and stuff like that. And that's kind of where that spurred along um, in terms of photography like i'm always trying to get better mm-hmm. i don't really know if i'm trying to one-up other people sometimes i'll look at a shot and be like i think i could do that better but that's not necessarily to say that i did it better than you mm-hmm. um more one-upping yourself one-upping yourself yeah, right yeah, yeah. um you're really the first competition like the first person you should be competing with is yourself right and mm-hmm. again that same concept of working on yourself becoming the best version that you could be every day mm-hmm. that's sort of that competition but it's also i like competition in that way because when we're going out just with a group of people taking photos or doing some sort of creative thing i'm always trying to see how we can keep pushing each other that way Mm -hmm. like it's good that we're going out but trying to see like can we one-up that and can you one-up this and see how we can keep growing in that way right yeah what video games did you play 
I used to play a lot of League of Legends. Oh, okay. um, nice, yeah, nice. like hour, like eighteen hours a day or something insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at some point, but those got, were awesome years. Those were some really good we years. Didn't have to worry about bills and stuff. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah, those are some good times as a kid. Yeah, and I also play games every now and then. And I think um, by nature, I'm a, I'm a little bit better than like the average. I don't know what it is. It's just maybe the way I think. Mm-hmm. Nice, but. That, I think that's where the comp- competitive side started, but it, was just, it used to be a dream of mine to actually like play a ton of that, and that would pay the bills. Yeah, no, and, and it's like even now there's like Twitch and whatever streaming, like mm-hmm. it's such a crazy concept that like okay, I'm gonna watch this person who has a little square of themselves on the corner of their video game that they're playing. And I'm just gonna watch them play the video game that I play. Yeah, and they make money off it. It's, it's the insane. concept is like <laughs> it's insane, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's so beyond like what we've grown up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you dated yourself, but I mean, like even for me, like mm-hmm. growing up as a kid, parents would always tell me like you shouldn't be playing so many video games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they had let me, who knows where you would be, right? Hey, maybe it's not too late. Maybe it's not too late. <laughs> and, and it usually never is. Yeah, that's awesome. right. Um, was that your main game? Like, what, what other games did you play? Like um, for me, it was. Uh, I was like, I'm totally opposite of you. I'm not good at anything, but I would play like, uh, like 2K. No, I'm like talking Ooh, like man. rookie mode. Oh, you yeah. can buy like, uh, a, like a, the tallest player for the position. <laughs> you can like max out his wingspan. I love it. And max out his weight just so he has so like such an overpowering like mismatch. On his <laughs> like so I would good. do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's as far as it, as it went. And I would just play that X amount of years or that X amount of time for each day. And all that yeah. Stuff. What were, what were some of the games, uh, other games that you played? Play StarCraft? I tried getting into it. I could not. There okay. was a lot of um, mechanics that I wanted to avoid. Just, you know, mm-hmm. like actual uh, practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you get to a point, at least for me, I got to a point where I'm like, I'm good at this game. Why should I hop onto a different one and start learning and okay. start from the bottom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a very... I'll, I'm going to translate that straight away into like a creative thing is... We get to we get stuck in one style mm-hmm. because we're good at it. Yeah, that we get too afraid to try something new mm-hmm. because we're gonna suck at it. Mm-hmm. It happened for me when I was doing vlogs. Um, I'm a I'm a decent photographer now. I will I will at least confidently say I'm a decent photographer. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But when I started out doing those vlogs, that sucked, and that was the huge roadblock for me to mm. like. I was I was literally thinking like I could just stick to photography. This is fine. Like I'm good at it. Why should I do something that I'm going to start feeling like eh, this mm-hmm. isn't good. I don't want to do this. Like, and it started to kind of put me in a place where like, I don't want to make videos anymore. But really, when I'm, I still wanted to do it. It's just I was afraid of sucking again, mm-hmm. and. That's something that I had to kind of push myself and now like I'm doing vlogs every week. Like I'm being very much more consistent about it. Okay. And now I can look back at that very first vlog that I put. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. looking like now it's like, yeah, this has definitely gotten a lot better. And yeah, yeah. it's that stopped me from getting into things like Starcraft or any other uh, like fighting games. I sucked at fighting games. Mm-hmm. And as much as I'd love to compete when I get to the point where like, I'm good at the other game, let's just play that one. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah, it's a, that kind of thing. Also, uh, I, 
you, you avoid a lot more uh, rage quitting. Oh, yeah. Have you, have you had your share? I've had my... Oh, I, I don't rage quit. I, oh, that's good. That's good. I do my best not to rage. I think I've raged for like two or three times throughout like six years of okay. playing that game. And I feel I want, I want to say at least one of them was done ironically. Mm-hmm. And all the other ones were straight up just... I don't need to be here right now. I need to take a, I need to take a step back yeah. and like maybe grab a sandwich or something because this is driving me insane. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Especially when you know you're, oh, man, I'm like, I'm next level, but I'm getting my ass kicked or whatever, the, whatever, what was happening. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Put, take put, a breather. put it down. Yeah. Put it down. No, I never get my ass kicked. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. I, I got my ass kicked. So uh, Modern Warfare 2, mm, yeah, yeah. NBA 2K, I would like just... They beat me by thirty, and I'm like, or I would beat them by thirty, and then they would rage quit, so I don't yeah. get awarded the win and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I played Call of Duty like Modern Warfare two, and I just went on full tilt. If I yeah. if I did not pop off the first like you know thirty seconds of yeah. that game, I'm like, mm. and then I'm just gonna start dying, yeah, yeah, like constantly. But I wouldn't quit. Like, I it, it would be good for me to quit, like okay. you know, just hit start, hit quit game, and like move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, but. There was a part of me that just wanted, like, it's the, it's, what is it? The fantasy of winning uh-huh. was uh-huh. a lot greater. And I wanted to just trudge through dying 500 times. Uh-huh. When, and it, w- it would make me more mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, it definitely was a, it, it makes you feel alive to get a little bit angry like that. I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, did, what were you, like, I guess, what was your choice, like, your playing style? Like, I ran in there, but I ran in there with a sniper because everybody was doing it. It was really cool. Oh, okay, okay. Like, okay. you know, like quick scoping and... Uh, no scoping. No scoping. Oh, man, my friends were like... Uh, my buddy Damon, he would like do a 360 in the air and then quick scope or no scope. Yeah. Just, How the hell? Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my, I had two playing styles. Uh, one was the Akimbo P90s. Yes. With uh, rapid fire. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, either rapid fire and or FMJ. Mm-hmm. And I would just camp out and just wait. My accuracy was shit, oh, obviously, right? So, but I would camp out and then I would get like how many kills in a row? Uh, was it Claymore? Put the Claymore, yeah, 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 yeah. see if oh, they die yeah. from it. It was just, it was a good setup. Um, and then the other one was uh, Ninja or like Marathon Pro and all that stuff. So you, I would just run around just stabbing people. Yes. And you have the crazy lunge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. That was the best game. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that was some good years. Those yeah. were some good years for sure. <laughs> Xbox One? I had a PlayStation. Okay, yeah, PlayStation. Wait, Xbox was it? Was it uh, 360? Or 360, sorry, 360 sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do? Is there anything that you ask yourself, or something that you do to kind of get out of that rut or mindset? Mm-hmm. Um, I have maybe I still have it uh, from time to time. I, I used to have such a short fuse anything you say to me or anything I would like something like triggered. I get so triggered so quickly and uh, something. Yeah. Like what we're talking about earlier as something like somebody, I let somebody through and they, they didn't wipe. Like I, like the rest of my day would be like, man, fuck that guy. Yeah. yeah. Or fuck that girl. Um, I just didn't like, it, I started asking myself, like, do I like this feeling at this moment? Or do I like the feeling of what just happened and all that stuff? And I, you know, again, it might sound cliche to, to say, but I asked myself, do I have any control about what happened? 
um, obviously it, it happened for a reason, whatever the case had me, whether it involved me, whether it involved somebody else. And so if, if it really had nothing to do with me, mm-hmm. then I, then I would calm down eventually. Right. Eventually. You know, obviously in the heat of the moment. Oh, oh for <laughs> sure. But, um, I would get overwhelmed by like, why, why do I go to this feeling automatically? Why do I go there uh, so quickly? And then why do I let myself stay there for so long? And I would ask that, that feeling sucks. So little tactics that I like to do is uh, listen to a podcast, get my mind off it, maybe listen to a funny podcast, watch a funny video on YouTube real quick, watch like somebody's stand-up segment, anything to just get my mind off of it. And it, that's what's helped kind of, uh, calmed me down when, when, you know, random, the randomest things happen. Right. So, and again, we, we can't control it. It's how we react to it. So that's, that's something that I, I've had to, uh, that I've been working on these past few years. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely giving yourself that time to kind of, you know, chill the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Just take it easy. Take a step back. No, I, I guess, you know, I've never smoked or anything like that, but like, and that's something I don't want to turn to. I, I don't have a, anything against for sure. people who smoke or, you know. But for you, that's not. I was like, yeah. eh, let me try to do something else. Right? Mm-hmm. There's other, there's definitely many ways to mm-hmm. kind of um, navigate that kind of mindset or that emotion or feeling and finding, again, finding what works for you, right? And for you, that's not smoking, but it's watching a funny YouTube video or listening to a funny podcast to kind of get yourself back into a. It's good to hear these options that what people do mm-hmm. and maybe it'll work for someone else. It might not work for everybody. It's never a blanket statement where like take a step back and do this because this is what I do. It might work, but mm-hmm. there's always other um, alternatives that are healthier for sure. Do you have a, well, cause, cause you're, you have various lanes of uh, creativity, so you can do different categories as well. Uh, Mount Rushmore of the i guess the field that you're most passionate about whether it be photography whether it be a podcast like yeah, your, yeah. your mount rushmore podcast or a video or it's i guess I don't, if that if that makes sense so i'm trying to wrap my head around the concept of mount rushmore i know there's like a bunch of heads on there yeah yeah and they're um, like presidents right yeah for sure so i i stole the idea from a basketball player he was interviewing lebron james yeah. and uh he was asking lebron james who is the mount rushmore of basketball so there's four people, yeah. uh, and then these people, uh, this collection of talent or um, head honchos, they they have impacted the game in a way where if you take one off, the game of the history of the NBA is like completely different. So interesting. Okay, that's a that that's definitely an interesting way to look at it, and. So one of the weirdest things, and I finally get a lot of flack for this, is I don't really spend a lot of time like looking at other people's stuff. Like if I was a photographer, it would probably be very beneficial to actually look at someone else's work and get inspired that way. And I'll, I will if I need to go get inspired or come up with ideas. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm out to go for a shoot or to travel, I'll always look up that location or some sort of similar concept and see what I can take from that. But I don't spend a lot of time kind of looking at the greats. I'm not sure why. Maybe I'm just lazy. It's probably because I'm lazy, but it's definitely beneficial. And to think of the greats, I would 
probably I will put this in the scope of creating content. So content is a weird word for me because it feels very like empty. Okay. But it really is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people take and derive whatever meaning and value they come they get from that content and it's okay. up to me to just kind of make it. Maybe like portfolio. Yeah, for sure. And I would say like in terms of the scope of content creation, like the volume that Gary Vaynerchuk puts in mm-hmm. is insane. Like mm-hmm. it's absurd how much stuff comes out every day and it doesn't matter what channel you're on, whether it's the podcast or like YouTube, like there's something there every day, mm-hmm. which is sort of, I like that kind of idea where you're always creating something just for the sake of, first of all, getting better. Um, just innately, if you make something every day, you would suck less every day. Yeah. And I am a huge like believer in that sort of thing. Reps, getting your reps in. Getting your reps in, right? Yeah. It's working out. It's mm-hmm. like the more push-ups you do every day, the more you'll do it the next day. Yeah. Assuming that your muscles are keeping up too. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of uh, strain. Yeah. Um, so I would say he's one of those. I would, again, like, and they were in the top six. So it's like Peter McKinnon changed the way that I look at vlogs. Um, 